This is NFL Nuts Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, Kirk Minahan, Rich Keefe, and Christian Fourier. The ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. Special guest on the Not Sunday podcast this week, John Feidelberg of Barstool Sports. John, uh, thanks for coming on. This isn't the first time you've done a WEI podcast. Do you remember the uh, Kirk Minahan podcast? Oh, I remember very well. I was very nervous leading into that. Kirk's yeah. the uh, the Boston bully. I was scared. That's right. What, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts afterwards? Is Kirk what you thought he was going to be? Uh yeah. I mean, like he's not, like uh, I mean he's. he's I didn't like really think he was going to be a dick. I had some some fears, but uh, no. Nah, I mean, Kirk is the best. He's a really really great guy. Yeah, you know, once you get once you get to know him, he's a good guy. I mean, he's, he riles, he riles some feathers around here, but you know that that what keeps things interesting around here. And you know, there's always always something to talk about with Kirk. Yeah, you, you need someone like Kirk. Keep it keep it fresh. That's right. All right, so let's get to your stuff. So, how's um being in New York City been like for you as a Patriots fan? Um, it's been fine. The, uh, it's, uh, you know, like the, bo- the office here is still very Boston. It, so it, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, uh, it doesn't feel like, uh, like I'm in New York. It doesn't feel like I'm in enemy territory. Mm-hmm. Do you guys all get together for games? Do you go to the office for the games or do you go to a bar? What do you do? No, um, I'm, I've always been, I have to watch games alone. I, I, I just watch them alone in my apartment. The, uh, I've been like that with, with big games. I'm always like that, with, no matter the sport. Um, like I'll go to a bar to watch a Red Sox game or uh, or a Bruins game or something like that. But you know, a 16 game 16 game season, they're all important. So I got to be alone for those. I, I'm with you with that. The bar experience, it's great for for a regular game, but for a Patriots game, when, when, before I started you know covering the team, I couldn't do it. Want want to be myself, refreshing Twitter, you know, have peace and, peace and quiet myself. Because when we're at a bar, you, you don't get the full full feel. You, you don't get you don't know what's going on. Yeah, the uh, I think the last game I watched at a bar was the what was it twenty thirteen the Ravens game playoff um, game yeah playoff game the, and uh, it was it was just miserable and so I, I from then on I was like you know what? I'm just never going to bars for games anymore yep so I, I tried to play the sound of your uh, pins tweet from after the Kansas City game but it <laughs> didn't, didn't work out but you're look you're looking pretty good how do you feel about that right now. I felt great when I said it. I feel great now. I mean, in fact, I'm actually upset that the Chiefs are such a butt. Like, I, I wanted them to come back. I want so like it actually isn't that good a prediction. You know, they're they're not going to come back in January. Yeah, but but you're a thousand percent right of Tom Brady. I mean, everybody was giving Tom Brady shit after that game, and you know, you said it that he was going to come back and and be the Tom Brady of old. So there's got to be some uh, satisfaction with that. There is a little bit, but it's you know there. It wasn't a difficult prediction to say Tom Brady's going to be fine. Because Tom Brady's going to be fine long after you and I are dead and gone. Fair enough. Fair enough. When will the pin tweet come down? Do you have a date set that it's going to come down? Uh, yeah, we'll probably break down. I'll take down at the Super Bowl party. <laughs> Love it. Already guaranteeing a, a Super Bowl win? <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't seen anyone that, that scares me. Yep. The, you know, I live with a kid who's from Philly, so he was kind of always busted my balls, like, wait till the Eagles go. We'll finally get uh, some revenge for the last time. But watching the game Sunday night, even he was like, God damn it. Like, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to beat Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, and then they're going to beat Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. That's, like, that's how his life's going to go. 
I'm I'm with you. I, I think the Eagles are a good team, but once once playoff time hits, the Eagles are gonna you know be the Eagles, and Carson Wentz is probably gonna piss on himself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, what are your best Patriot stories from working with Barstool besides the jail part? We'll get to the jail part afterwards. But do you have any cool <laughs> cool stories you know from, from the from just being around Barstool and the Patriots? Um, you know, not really, actually. Um, it hasn't been too much. You know, the Patriots, uh, you know, you know better than anyone. They're, they run a pretty tight ship. So, uh, you know, Gronk's done a couple of, like, things with us here and there. Um, back in the, the blackout tour days, long, long time ago. Yes. Um, all the Gronkowski brothers came to one of the shows. So that was fun. They're, they're maniacs. They're, the Gronkowski brothers, not, not including Rob here, but uh, they're just, I think we went to a bar with them where it was, uh, there were probably five people in the whole bar. And within an hour, they were like dancing on the bar and stuff like that. They're, they're exactly who you think they are. So that was fun. They're good night. They're great guys. But, uh, but mostly now they, they come pretty tight. The, uh, actually Jonathan Kraft came here. That's right. Came by the office. Um, probably about last year. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool to kind of just meet him. Been, uh, we were lucky enough to go on the field with, with – actually, you know what? Here's a good one. So we were at the uh, Pats Jets game last year, and uh, we were tailgating. We had a tailgate, so you know, we were getting drunk, having a good time. And then, like, 20 minutes before we went into the game, we, we kind of found out that we were going to get to go on the field and meet Robert Kraft and all that. And it was, like, scary because I was like, Fuck, I haven't been preparing to meet Robert Kraft. I've been yeah. preparing for a football game. Like, I'm wasted right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we get on the field. We're walking, walking over the field with them. We end up going in their elevator up to like, their suite. Yep. And uh, one of the Kraft sons is a big stoolie. So he was like, you guys got to come watch the game with us. And Robert Kraft kind of looked at him and just gave him like the, the nah, they're not coming with us, dude. <laughs> like, they're, they're not sitting in the box with us, dude. So uh, that and that was actually like I was very lucky. I was happy about that because yeah. I didn't want to pretend to be sober for four hours sitting next to Robert Kraft and probably get on TV on CBS with the whole Kraft suit. You know, high five for touchdowns. You, you don't you don't want to be caught in those shots. That was that's a tough one to be. I mean, Mark Wahlberg, uh, he's never lived it down. He's uh, Wahlberg's had a couple of tough run-ins with the Patriots between uh, leaving Kraft hanging and then uh, you know leaving the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. Do you guys feel like that the crafts like you guys? I kind of get that sense. Yeah. The uh, in fact, we have like a wall of fame here kind of deal. And uh, when Jonathan came, he signed it, and I believe the caption is something to the effect of uh, "Barstool Sports, the only media source that tells the truth 100 percent of the time." Yeah. That actually kind of leads me to my next point. Do you guys do you guys consider yourselves, you know, working for Barstool? You do you guys consider yourselves like a legitimate media entity? Like, wh- where do you guys compare yourselves when you guys talk about sports? Like, what's the vibe like in the office? Um, I, I definitely don't. I think there are some some guys who do, and uh, you know, they, they strive for that. They try a little harder than I do. I, I don't consider myself a media source. No, I'm just an idiot who uh, with a Twitter account. Yeah. The, uh, I think the only the only news I've ever tried to break was uh, actually you know I had two of them I had uh, what was it the NHL lockout I think um, I had a buddy who was uh, Bobby Orr's agent and uh, so he, he kind of gave me the heads up on that one and then uh, the Brandon Browner signing the, you, uh, you broke that yeah and it was like I, like it, it, it's kind of like a perfect like way for me to break it where it was like. A stoolie was the bartender at 
uh, one of the hotels. I do remember this. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, and like even like me, like I, I don't think I deserve credit for breaking that because I wasn't breaking it from legitimate source. So like even when I quote unquote broke it, it was like a joke. Like like hey, the bartender at so and so just told me Browner just told him he's signing. So right. like, I, I don't actually think it's a it's a, it's a real thing of deserving credit. Did anyone credit you in their stories? No, no, and that, and that's actually better too. Where it's like funny to like bust Justine. I think Justine Anderson ended up like really breaking it. Yeah. Um, the next day, so it's like fun to like bust her balls and be like, "Oh, I told you that last night." Yeah. It kind of works out better for us when we do stuff like that. Yep. And then back to the Patriots. One final question: How many players do you think are stoolies, or do you know that are you know definitive stoolies? Um, Edelman. Yep. Amendola. Um, you know, Gronk likes us. I, I don't. I don't think Gronk's doing too much reading ever. Um, <laughs> Probably not. So I don't think. He, I don't think he's checking out the site. Um, uh, David Andrews is a big one. Yep. David Andrews is actually like he grabbed me when uh, we're at the Super Bowl party last year. He's a man. Um, you know, I don't really know aside from that. But I don't know anyone that really pops out. What was the party yeah. like for you guys? Oh, you know what? Yep. I actually do have a, 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 another good. Uh, Patriot story. Let's hear it. We we were with Mesco doing a video the day Aaron Hernandez was arrested. Ooh. Oh, not arrested, but you know the day where they had like all the uh, helicopters following them down ninety five yes. and stuff like that. Yes, yes. We were with Mesco. We were doing a video trying to catch the punt. He ended up breaking my thumb. Um, at, I think Dedham High School, and we could see the helicopter and stuff. And we kind of just asked him, really, like, "What do you think about all this?" And yeah. it was very early in the whole situation. And Mesco was just like, oh, he did it. He probably killed more people than that. Like he was like, he's like, he's an absolute psychopath. He, I'm sure he did this. Mesco's a very cool dude. Very, very, very cool. What were your What were your uh, takeaways from the Super Bowl party afterwards? What, what What were you guys like? Were you guys trying to keep to yourselves? Like, what What was that sort of like? The uh, The party was fun. The uh, you know, like we didn't really. How'd you get invited? Really first the, of all. Um. I, I guess the crafts, I don't know. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um the uh you know, uh, we, I guess we got to hang out, hang out with Garoppolo, he was cool as hell. Um but uh it was fun. You know, I am a big Lil Wayne guy, so it was big I'm a big Lil Wayne guy and a big Pitbull guy. So, you know, I can't say enough good things about that party. Yeah. Did you guys know ahead of time that you were gonna get to go? Uh yeah, yeah. We had a pretty good pretty good idea. Who went from you guys from Barstool? Uh it was me, Dave uh, sales guy Hank and uh, Frankie Borelli, our producer Frankie Borelli, who's actually a Jets fan, but he had himself a good time nonetheless. I think he uh, he knows he doesn't really have one of those in the future. No, so he's not to live it up. No, not not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. <laughs> um, so let's get to some some barstool stuff. How is how has barstool as a company changed? You know, overall, it's been like what almost a year now since you went to New York City. Getting close yeah, to there, about a year, a little over a year. Yeah. Yep. How would you say it's different? Is it does it better for you? Like, what's for you personally? Do you like it better? Uh, I definitely like it better. You know, back in Boston, there were only four of us in the office, so it was uh, kind of always under Dave's thumb. We get a little more freedom now with uh, like a hundred people around here. Yep, he doesn't he doesn't pay too much attention to you anymore. Um, but you know, uh, for better or worse, it really hasn't changed much aside from that. It's it's still kind of a free for all. It certainly hasn't gone to corporate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. How is living in New York City for you? Do you miss Boston? Uh, I miss it. The, uh, you know, I don't really, I, I, I don't have, uh, I don't have much hatred for New York here. I, I think a lot of guys do. Yeah. Uh, they, they play it up a little bit. But, you know, I always say, like, you know, they have bars here. They have pizza here. That's really all I care about. 
And, Put and, me anywhere as long as they have bar and pizza, I'll be fine. Yeah, and it must help that you guys have a bunch of Boston guys from Barstool, so you're never really disconnected from you know what's going on back home. I guess my yeah, my biggest yeah. question is like, what's it like? You don't get to listen to sports radio. I don't know if you did that beforehand, but like, I mean, you, you really can't watch you know Comcast or any, or Nesson or anything like that. There is that different that you can't like consume the team throughout the week, or do you not even care? You never did that before. Um, no, I, I definitely, I, I've actually never really been too much of a radio guy. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a music in the car guy, so I, I don't miss out on the, uh, sports talk or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, not being able to watch, like, Nesson sucks. You know, like, we got a lot of buddies on Comcast, and so, you know, not being able to support them and stuff. But, like, like, even, like, our MLB package, so, like, uh, it only gives you the home team broadcast. Yep. So, like, all year during the Sox season, I was only getting to listen to, like, Eck and, uh, O'Brien was like you know a couple times a week and right. listen, having to listen to the other guys the rest of the time, which that sucks. But you know you, you know you kind of deal with it. It's not yeah. Yeah. really a huge problem. Yeah. What's it like working f- for Dave? How is he as a boss? Uh he's good. He's uh, he, he gives you the freedom to do your own thing. So it's you know if if you're driven, you'll be fine. If you're not, you're gonna have a hard time. Does he ever? He's, I mean, he's demanding. He's he he's who you think he is. He's demanding. He's a dick. Yep. Um, but uh, but he's you know as a boss, he's fine. What about in in public right now? Like, what's your what's your vibe from him? Do you think he's changed at all since since Boston? No, not really. He kind of he keeps to himself. You know, like we've not, we he, we've we've always had a fine Boston employee relationship. But like we've never been like the kind of guys to hang out or anything like that. Yep. Um. So I I I think he so he had his club day phase. Where, That's right. Uh, Yep. He's out of that now, though. I think he's back to just being being pretty normal. Mm-hmm. What's um? What are your favorite trips from, from Barstool that you've been on? Mm, that's a tough one. The uh, obviously the Super Bowl Houston was a blast. Um, went to Vegas Sevens Rugby uh, yep. with PFT uh, last year. That was a good time. The uh, you know I, mean, I don't think we've done anything too extravagant. Really, did a couple like you know college tours, but right. I went to Florida. I went to like a big school. So yeah, so you, like you've, a, you've been there, done that. Yeah, it's not like, like the the SEC championship actually this weekend uh, was awesome. That was walking into that, it was one of the coolest environments I've been in. Where it was like it had the Super Bowl feel, but also it didn't have the Super Bowl crowd. Yeah, you know, Super Bowl crowd like real fans kind of getting priced out. Exactly. Um, but uh, so like these were they were actual diehards. It was like probably seventy, eighty percent Georgia fans. Yep. Twenty to thirty Auburn, but it was. It was like it was the big game vibe with like big game fans, too, mm-hmm. so it was cool. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, I got, I got to ask you about going to jail for Tom Brady. Is that your <laughs> proud? I'm not. Is that your proudest bo- moment with Barstool? That was, uh, yeah, it's up there. We had that was that was a wild day. You know, the, the suspension came down, and we were in Boston, obviously, uh, and we were like, "Fuck it, we gotta just go protest." Like we got, we so we got in the car right away. I was going to, um, where was I going? I think this was like a Tuesday maybe, and I was going to Jamaica on like Friday. So I like called my uncle, who's a lawyer, um, and I was like asking him, I was like, hey, like, you know, if I get arrested tonight, can I still leave the country on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, you can, but you know, I, I, I suggest not getting arrested. Of course. And I was like, yeah, no, that's already been decided. Like, yep. even, like, we had the, the security guards. The security guards basically like, were like, hey, guys, you can just get up and leave. Like, call the fucking police. <laughs> <laughs> even the cops were like, you guys just leave. It's okay. And we're like, nah, take us to jail. 
So that sucked. We didn't we didn't realize we were going to spend the night. That was uh, a bit of a harrowing har- revelation. But we actually got really lucky because when we walked in, we had just raised I forget what the price was. I want to say 150 grand yep. for two NYPD officers who had just been killed. Uh-huh. And we had happened to send the check to that precinct. Oh no way! And they, so like it was like sitting on like the cop's desk. We walked in, so we actually got a standing ovation when we walked in with in handcuffs. Yeah. So they kind of took care of us after that. You know, they, they made sure we weren't in with the real riffraff. They, there's a place called the Tombs um, in New York, where I guess that's where like you're supposed to go to await your trial. And they they didn't send us there because they said that's like a fucked up spot. Yeah. Um. So we got we got very very lucky with that. Did anyone from the Patriots reach out to you afterwards? Um. Not directly. I think uh, Stacy James sent Dave like a little uh thank you, but no, not not to me personally. Uh huh. Stacy James said something like you know he, he cracked up or something like that. You know, not not really a. Uh, a vote of support, but just kind of like an acknowledgement. Yeah, is that all you got? Is that was that enough for you? Just even the just the Twitter reaction? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We had the uh, New York Post like waiting outside the jail cell in the morning, like it was fucking TMZ. So uh, you know that was the goal all along. So we were successful there. We didn't actually think we were gonna have any influence on it. Yeah, uh, we just just did a little publicity. Mm-hmm. Then I gotta ask you about the Saturdays are for the boys. I think when you were on with Kirk, he gave you some shit for not getting money from that. Ha- have you received any money f- for starting that? Uh, we got a little bonus here and there, you know. The uh, not not a not a cut of it, but uh, you know, a little bit here and there, enough to keep you happy. How how did this tell the story? How did that come up and how it's just you know taken off to a whole other level? Dude, we were just at a bar in Newport. I've gone to Newport, you know, every summer since I was in high school. I went to high school down there. And, uh, you know, we were at a bar O'Brien's and just like some old fucking salty dude just said it to himself. And I was like, that's awesome. Yep. And I just tweeted it. And, uh, it, you know, I, I never, ever in a million years predicted that would, that would have happened. But, uh, it's something that I guess people relate to and they, they, they have fun yelling it. So I'm happy, happy to, uh, to help if I can. Yep. Um, last before I let you go, what do you guys have coming up at Barstool? What's, what's next to look for? Uh, we have Rough and Rowdy. Rough that's and right. Rowdy, we bought, we bought them, the uh, Hillbilly Boxing Company. I think that's, I forget what that date is, December 15th, something like that. Yeah, I think Hank's um, at two weeks. Yeah, Hank's, Hank's going to be fighting in it. He's going to be fighting tech. Uh, very much Team Hank. Um, the, uh, and then, you know, we're going we're gonna to do a big for the Super Bowl again. So uh, You guys are going to Minneapolis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a party there. Are you doing the same type of deal? Is uh, Comedy Central going to hook you guys up? Uh, no, nah, I don't think that's in the cards this year, but, uh, but we'll, we'll be there for the whole week leading up to it. And there's, we'll, we'll have plenty of stuff going on for sure. Good, good. Who's your, uh, who do you relate to most at Barca? Like who's your favorite, favorite guy to work with? Uh, me and Kevin, me and KFC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we kind of, we're two peas in a pod. The, uh, I've, I've worked with Kevin for, you know, I, I started with him. I was Kevin's intern eight years ago. Um, I wasn't the Boston intern and then like, after a couple of months, Dave realized that I was from Boston and asked me to move back home. And, uh, but I was, I was originally, Kevin was the one who brought me on. And, and ever since then, you know, we, we worked together really well. Even though he doesn't root for the same teams? Yeah, you know, I, I like that. It kind of gets boring when everyone's rooting for the same team. So it was fun to bust each other's balls and whatnot. Plus with Kevin, it's like, you can't even like debate with him, really. It's not right. like fight with him. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, he, he accepts that his teams are miserable and I have the good teams. 
definitely a, definitely a good side to be on. Oh, how's Carabas doing down there? He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. He's uh he's getting used to the ball busting environment, I think. But uh, I think it was a bit of a, a shock to the system at first. But he's he's awesome. We we do section ten together. I like doing a lot. Good. Good. Glad to hear everything's going well. Thank you for coming on with me, and uh, we'll probably probably see you in, in Minnesota the way things are going. Fucking right, man. You bet. All right. Thanks a lot. See you later. Thank you. Closing out the Barstool edition of the Not Sunday podcast is Hank from Pardon My Take. Hank, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. So you, you had a busy weekend. Busy week, actually. It was football week on the podcast, and you closed it yep. out uh, with the uh, RV ride overnight to Buffalo from Indianapolis. How was that ride? Uh, to be honest, the ride wasn't bad. We have some some beds in the back of the bus, and uh, I was excited to sleep for like hopefully just a couple hours. But I ended up passing out like around two a.m. and waking up in the heart of Bill's Mafia. So it was. It was let, it let's wasn't hear bad it. At all. Let's hear it. How was Bill's Mafia? Bill's Mafia was as crazy as advertised, if not crazier. Uh, I've been to many tailgates in the past few years, and the only one that I can really compare it to would be the Dog Pound in Cleveland. It was. It was rowdy, but everyone was having a good time. You didn't know, like you would have, you would have no idea that the Bills were playing one of the most important games of their season and probably about to lose the way their fans were acting. They were, they were ready to party. Mm. Now, to give people a sense of what it's like, so there's the the street that runs, you know, next to the stadium, and then across the street is just a whole bunch of RVs, right? Yep. Yeah. So I woke up, like I said, I woke up. I basically just woke up to Bills Mafia pounding on the RV, and I kind of walked out walked out of the door just into pure madness. We were, uh, some cops came over and they were, they thought we were coming to start a riot. They came over and were like, Hey, you know, if anything happens, like we're going to blame you guys and we're going to kick you out. And we're like, we're not, we're not here to do anything. You know, we're just here to, you know, partake in the events. We're not trying to do anything crazy, but yeah, there's, there's people just everywhere. It's just, uh, it's, it's, there's the RV lot, but next to that lot is where like the Pinto Ron, uh, catch up thing yep. happens. And yep. that's where a lot of people were, it was just, there was, Bill's Mafia was everywhere, every, all over the place. But there was a lot of Pats fans, too. It was good to see. What was it like when you walked out of the bus? Did you have a, a Patriots jersey on? Uh, I didn't. I was still in my uh, sweatshirt from, from sleeping. But yeah. pe- people there, I had a Barcelona hat on. People, people there, they were pretty nice. They, they burned a Tom Brady jersey uh, right before the Pinto Ron catch-up showering, and that was pretty offensive. I was, I was, I was triggered. So you didn't go as a Patriots fan? You didn't have any Patriots jerseys or hats or anything? Uh, no, we, we left. So when we left, it was on Monday. And yep. so that, like, I would have had to have had planned ahead, like, six and days. days and uh, you're incapable of doing that? Do that. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, Saturday night we were going, like, we got in the bus to go to Buffalo, and I was like, shoot, I should probably have some, uh, some, some a pass jersey with me. But yep. I didn't. What was the craziest thing that you saw while you were tailgating? Uh, the people, they just take shots out of like anything. Yeah. Like you walk around and this guy will be like, here's a bowling ball. Take a shot out of it. And I'll be like, here's a trumpet. Take a shot out of it. Uh, here's a ketchup bottle. Take a shot out of it. There's basically anything that you can drink alcohol out of. Bill's mafia has somehow, uh, like formatted it into the ability to take a shot out of it. What time do you think that they got there? Like 8 a.m. Because we were there at like 9.30 a.m. And yeah. people were already there. The boys were buzzing. Yeah. Did they, were they, are they fans of the podcast? Did they immediately know who you guys were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of AWLs there. There was a lot of, a lot of Barstool fans. It was, it was like Cleveland. I, I, I made the comparison to Cleveland because 
there was a lot of people there and there was a lot of partying, but it was all good natured. Like there was a lot of Patriots fans there, but there was no, there wasn't, there wasn't people talking trash or like starting you know, fights, anything, none of that. anything mean. Yeah, there, I mean, people were talking trash, but right. it was all in good spirit, all in good fun. Everyone was there to have a good time. Yep. And uh, I think everyone involved was aware of that, which is cool. It's always good to see that. And then obviously you, you went into the game. What were your thoughts of the stadium? It's a pretty cool stadium. It's a it's like a college feel in a way where it's so small but still holds like seventy thousand people. Did you get that same sense? Yeah, I was I was looking around. It's crazy that there's you know there's no uh, it, it is like a college stadium where there's only the two two levels. But it was I liked it a lot. I liked uh, I liked that feel. It had that it had that like high school big high school college feel to it. Uh, and it was cool. It was a good. It was a good stadium. What were your thoughts no of, of Bill fans during the game? Did you see anything crazy in the stands? No, it was it was pretty tame. I mean, it was a it was a it was a classic Patriots Blow up. drubbing of the Bills. Uh, so it was pretty tame. There was a lot of Patriots fans there though, which was cool. Like there was, it was probably like I don't know, sixty five, thirty five. It felt like. Yeah, I, I, I was there. I, I kind of got that same vibe. And it was surprising to me a little bit. I guess even you went through the security lines, but the upper deck was pretty much empty at kickoff, but it filled in yeah. like, towards the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Was that because was, that, was there a, was the security, I guess, you know, heightened after what happened last year? No, I mean, I didn't. I think someone threw another dildo on the field in this game, actually. I did see I did see that. That was quickly yeah. quickly kicked aside. And, and I, I don't think that actually got, you know, na- as big of a national story as it did last year, for sure. Yeah, because the ref didn't have to pick it up. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It, was, uh, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was a pretty, like, pretty normal stadium experience, I would say. Nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. Yep. Um, all right, let's get to your the, your experience at Barstool. Just, I guess, take us take take us people through that don't know, you know, where you were at the beginning to you know where you are now producing. Pardon my take. Uh, so I started working at I started working at Barstool four and a half years ago as an intern doing uh, video production, and I was basically the only person in the company that was doing video production. So. I kind of, after like five or six months, I got put on full-time, and and I started like doing videos and working with Big Cat uh, back then, and we just kind of built a good working relationship, and then about, I don't know, uh, whatever it was, 18 months ago, he kind of hit me up and said, I'm starting this podcast with PFT Commenter, uh, I'd love for you to produce it, so I kind of, I was in the right place in the right time with that uh, situation, and since then, I've been producing been lucky enough to produce the part of my take podcast mm-hmm. with those two guys. Did you have any past experience with like producing stuff and the video stuff, or was it all like you learned on your own kind of thing? Uh, I went to film school for a year, so when I interned at Barstool, it was I went to film school for one year to try and get into Emerson or yeah. uh, UCLA, and the summer I interned at Barstool was the summer in between going to Emerson, so. I had a I had a very minor amount of experience, enough to think that I knew what I was talking about. Yep. But uh, I would say that everything I've learned, I've learned through doing stuff at Barstool, kind of mm. learning on the fly. What's it been like being around Big Cat and PFD Commenter all the time? Are they as cool as, as they seem on the podcast? Yeah, it's great. I mean, they're they're in. There's no real deviation between like doing stuff for the show and like and like real life. It, it, they're kind of always. They're always in the, in their mode, joking around with each other, like figuring out. They, I mean, they that's but that's why it's like there's no there's no off time. You know, there's always the group text is always talking about stuff that's going on, like 
just general things. And then the day of the show, you know, they spend a, a, a good amount of time prepping and get every, everything ready and, and, uh, they work really, really hard. And it's, it's, it's fun though. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's also, it all pays off because it's cool to see, uh, putting out a product that people like so much. Yep. And they give you a lot of shit for being a, a Patriots fan and just fan, fan mm-hmm. of Boston, in Boston sports. Do you enjoy that though? Because you can kind of give a lot of stuff back, you know, to them with whatever they bring up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, PFT especially, you know, you can tell it's out of jealousy. He's he's lived his entire life as a loser. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can see why they hate me so much. I've I've seen so many championships in the last twenty four years being a, a Boston fan, but you know, I'd probably hate someone too that had seen that much success, but. Yeah. uh I don't fault them for it. You know, it's, it's purely out of jealousy, but yeah. I enjoy it. What's your best Patriots-related story being with Barstool besides going to jail? Uh, probably going to the two Super Bowls. Yep. Uh, the first one, I mean, the first one is probably better just because it was so unexpected, but yep. basically the Pats won the Super Bowl, and then Dave Portnoy, the owner of Barstool, at the time was wheeling and dealing with his Patriots connects after the game. Like nothing was planned beforehand. Yep. And he basically got us four tickets to go to the after party. And like, it was like, the, it was the best night of my life. You know, we, this was, was at the, the hotel like a, in, in Phoenix, like way out, out in like the booth. Yeah. So basically. like, so yeah, so we were at a bar after the game and Dave was like, Oh, I think I got a ticket. Like we got to get a cab, like 45 minutes through the desert. And then we showed up and there was a guard and he wasn't going to let us in. And then, uh, one of the, one of the other security guards, he recognized us and let us through, and that was, that was huge. 